You're listening to the Practically Pastoring Podcast, where we want to help pastors and church leaders share ideas, become better shepherds and leaders, and have a good time with friends. Welcome back to the Practically Pastoring Podcast. My name is Frank, and I am glad that you are here. Over in Baltimore, Maryland, we got Jeffrey Simpson. Hello, everyone. Down, sponsored by Chick-fil-A, we got Andrew Larson. Greetings, salutations, one and all. And Timothy Miller. Let's get a little doobal. All right, we got uh, football season in full effect. We have uh, ministry, fall ministry kickoffs happening. And we are here and we got some amazing things to talk about. I want to come in extremely hot. All right, we're going to come in very hot. There is this tweet that I think Andrew sent us, right? Andrew, you, you're the one that sent the to the group did. chat? It okay. was on my For You last night when I was awake at 1.30 in the morning. I was supposed <laughs> to be doing homework, but instead it was on Twitter. So I'll put the tweet in the show notes, but this is someone who uh, tweeted this in excitement, it seems like. I'm going to not read the Bible verse references, but I'll try to read everything else. They made an amendment to their church bylaws and constitution. It says, Our church voted unanimously tonight with secret ballot to add the following statement to our church bylaws and constitution. I am rejoicing in the joy of pastoring a unified group of Baptists. How rare is that? Here's the amendment. We strongly believe in the biblical command to worship God together in person. The word church means a gathering of citizens called out from their homes into some public place and assembly. If there is no gathering together, there is no church. We are blessed to be able to share our church services with live stream with our elderly shut-ins and missionaries around the world. However, we do not believe that a live stream or recorded church service is a biblical replacement for the command to assemble together. Furthermore, we do not recognize nor command to assemble, wait, I messed it up. Furthermore, we do not recognize nor will we comply with any outside edict, law, mandate, restriction, or regulation by an ecclesiastical body or government entity interfering with our biblical and First Amendment constitutional right to assemble and worship. As a congregation, if forced to choose between the mandates of God and the mandates of man, we choose to obey God. And there's a bunch of scripture references they seem to use to support their claim of their for their amendment. Guys, this is um, probably the this is such a a twenty twenty three uh, a bylaw, right? Like I just you know, I can, everybody at this church is also that there are also people that copy and paste the Facebook. You do not have permission to use my images. <laughs> like I feel like this is that type of people, right? Is, Oh my is, gosh, is that, you got me so good on that is, one. It's the same vibe, right? <laughs> oh, for it sure. Actually, 100% is. And yes, Frank, you asked this. This person is about 20 minutes from me. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah so I, he's in Maryland? came in that, real hot, dude. That was me, too. That was Remember our buddy? Oh, was that you? Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Remember our buddy, uh, the Facebook pooper? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Remember what him? about him? Is that his church? Uh, same, no, it's same not his city. church, but he, it's the same. same town, yeah. Oh wow, Facebook pooper! Shout out Dundalk, that's a, baby. That's like ep- that's like episode four of this podcast, dude. That's James, I'm going. sorry that I called you that, but that it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Wow, I, I, Guys. So I saw that last night, and I just like my initial thought was, are are they doing this because they are in a state where they think shutdowns might be coming again, 
And so it's a preemptive. I think this group of that. people thinks shutdowns might be coming again. I mean, Maryland is a very democratic state, so it's possible. But also, like, are you just looking for like the shout out, the 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 high five, the pat on the back, because you're preaching to the choir there with your church, and you knew you knew this was going to be like a easy home run, maybe grand slam for you. You're going to walk in like with some like professional wrestling walk in music when you go to preach on Sunday, aren't it you? It does like, seem like a dog just, whistle, yes. Our pastor stands for the truth. He stands up to the government. That's they don't not talk like very, that here. It's a wrong accent. I was like, that's, like, that's, that's not, not, that's not very to me. gracious it's of me. Rock, that was me. It's the wrong accent, hon. Okay, okay. Here, here's, actually, here's actually some – okay, so I'm on their website. Um, here's a blurb about who they are. Um, I'm not going to say the name of the church, but you can look at the tweet. This church is a place where men and women will be trained for Christian ministry in an old-fashioned, fundamental, independent – King James Bible, soul winning, separated Baptist environment. There you go. My accent That's got stronger as I kept reading it. Your accent so, I mean, went to, the, Homeboy for sure yeah. went to Bob Jones. Yep. Hundred <laughs> percent. I I could probably look that up too. Actually they have their own college. But anyways I, here's I, my thoughts on they it. They have their own college? Okay. Even <laughs> Something say, tells Jeff. me uh that the accreditation of that college is off T G Lee Boulevard in Orlando. If you know, you know. <laughs> wow. What does that um, mean? Actually, I don't know what that means. What does that mean? What's I, T.G. Lee Boulevard? Lots of the Bible Mill Bible Colleges have a oh, uh, sure. accreditation from a place in Orlando. Yeah. Okay. Um, this guy's more kids just, than you, Tim. Look at this. Look at this guy's Twitter profile. He's got 37 children. That, that can't be accurate. <laughs> that cannot be accurate. <laughs> All right, guys. Remember, we learned that we should learn this lesson a couple episodes ago when Andrew was just we criticizing the dude's wife. I'm sorry. Leave other people's family members out of this. I'm just glad Andrew, Andrew is so angry right this time. Uh, it's, it's, his fa- it's his Twitter header. He goes right to I, I clicked on the tweet. I'm surprised he hasn't pulled up his real estate value either. Okay. <laughs> That's the thing we were going to talk about. Thanks, thank you, Jeff. Before the show, we're like, what was that thing we were going to talk about? The guy that wrote the Why I'm Leaving Ministry letter. Oh, the yeah. why, that, that's actually what we're going to talk about, the Why Am I Mystery. Yeah, we don't have to talk about that. That's right. Everyone else has talked about it. Um, okay. All right, and uh, we're back after Frank edits that out. <laughs> no, we're not. I'm giving all that in there. <laughs> Here's okay. my thoughts. I'm going to give you my thoughts. You ready? Yes, tell me. I think it's very unnecessary to put this in your Constitution and bylaws. It's unneeded. Um I think that the definition of the word church in this amendment is too narrow. That's not exactly what that word means in all the cases in the New Testament. So that's a little, uh, you know, pick and choosy to choose that one. Yes, it does mean that, but it also means the church universal, the word ecclesia. It's coming for, with Hebrew roots and being translated in the Septuagint and... Um, I mean, really, it, it has a political meaning, too. It's like people called in order to deal with the issues of the polis, which is the city. So there is there is an assembly of people aspect to it, but it doesn't only mean that. And, you know, it's interesting that, I mean, if you're going to get this exact, are you meeting every day? Because that is what it says in the book of Acts. So where is that, you know, amendment in your constitution and bylaws? It's not in there. Are you um, also eating you know, together? I yeah, love you, eating I mean, together. Safety Harbor does. It, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm going to get on my hobby horse, but I, I'm guessing they don't have communion every week. Um, so, you know, where's that? I just think it's uh, just as a, as a, in the most charitable way I could 
respond to this. I don't. It's really unnecessary to put this in your Constitution of bylaws. My way of thinking about Constitution bylaws is you want to keep them as minimal as possible. You don't want yeah. to have a bunch of extra amendments in there. Um, and yeah, the, that, you know, to me, that, again, that screams I'll, I'll, philosophy of ministry. Like you, you could have a philosophy of ministry where you talk about the importance of gathering in yeah. person, and, and, and I get that. I, I'd have no problem with that. You, but in the Constitution, in your Constitution and bylaws, the, in your Constitution and bylaws, there should be somewhere that your governing body of your local church has authority to adopt, you know, different things. And and so, if you wanted to do it that way, I guess you could. But to add it to your your most high governing, you know, document for your your you know institution seems a little excessive to me the legal entity yeah and especially when the first link on their website is live stream services (laughs) he's on the website right Right. so it it just seems a little bit excessive and it does it comes off to me based on the rest of the the twitter feed as kind of a dog whistle i'm doing this really for my people to you know get excited about it I don't know that there's going to be lockdowns again, but, I mean, if there is, would I respond the same way we did the first time? I doubt it. We'd probably do some things differently. Um, I don't know if we'd get to civil disobedience, but, again, I go back to the government tells us all kinds of things we can do and not do in our buildings, and we're fine with it. You know, we have fire codes. We have all kinds of things going on that prevent us. I can't – if my church grew to 500 people, I couldn't have all 500 people in my building. Because fire code says I can't do that. So I'm not going to add constitution and bylaw amendment saying, hey, if we grow to 500 people and we want to all meet at once, I'm not going to obey the civil authority and I'm just going to meet anyway. So, you know, having said all that, do I think that having lockdowns at this point in, you know, COVID is going to be seen with the same viewpoint as it was in march of 2020 absolutely not it's a di- we don't we're not going to respond the same exact way as we did the first time so um you know i get i get some of the resistance to doing if they make us stop meeting again you know i get wanting to resist that i just don't think it's it's, it's unnecessary in a constitution amendment and i think that the the logic of the word church meaning only the gathering of citizens called out from their homes into some public space and assembly is just too narrow because that's not the only way that word is used in the New Testament. And that's seems like that part of it's intentionally left out. Guys, I just clicked on the tweet and the first reply that shows up it's bad. is from somebody else with the purchased blue check mark and a middle finger emoji in their uh, in the, their you know handle. But uh, it's, I think it's quite telling that no real Christian to this day has ever died from COVID. No, it's just been the heretics along with the atheists, feminist pagans, and ACLU lawyers. No, read the next line. It's it's a it's basically a modern day Passover story. What? Oh my word! What if this is the kind of people that are cheering you on? Maybe you need to pump the brakes. It's not a good look. That is, that's not someone that I want to be featured in my. Uh, replies to anything I ever post to the world. I had several missionaries share it like yesterday and, and all of them lost brothers and sisters during COVID to COVID. Were they not yeah. true Christians? That's a that's a terrifying sentence. Modern day Passover. Okay. Yeah, that's Yikes. that's like that's like dark and gross. Um I uh my my two things are coming to my mind. One is this is I've never heard bylaws referenced like the constitution. 
or like 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 well, bylaws typically the document is the constitution and bylaws no 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 There's, they're two Ref- separate documents you have your constitution and you have your bylaws no, sorry yeah. what i meant by like i never heard of bylaws referencing the american constitution like like oh yeah like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh okay. yeah 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 like, it's like you Correct, it's like accurate. i just i've heard i've heard bylaws you know maybe reference scripture but never like well, it's interesting so, to me that you're that there's a big contradiction there. You are saying we do not recognize any governmental authority that Yet. interferes with our First <laughs> Amendment constitutional right, which is coming from— We don't from... recognize the governmental authority that gave us the government permission authority. to disagree. <laughs> exactly. And then, this, I mean, the other thing—I mean, I will give credit to this, though. If, if someone wanted to make—I don't know if this is something you would do in your amendments or constitution, but, like— if you want to say something like, if you want to be a member of our church, you have to come regularly in person. If, like, if you want to make a distinction of like, people who just watch live stream cannot be members of our church. Like, I, I can, I, I don't, I don't, I, I can understand that like, logic and reasoning. Mm-hmm. I just feel like this is just this amendment. Just I don't know. Like I I know that there's some churches adding amendments to their constitution and bylaws about, or even in their doctoral statements about their position on like transgender stuff or yeah. on same sex relationships and things like that. Um, I can understand that. I also can understand though, like to an extent, you know, I know that during COVID there was a you know people. I'm sure you guys had it at your church. People would ask, hey, can I get an exemption from my church so I can not get the the what's it called the shot whatever and like one thing that you learn pretty quickly at least churches should learn this really quickly you legally as a church cannot give exemptions unless you have something in your bylaws about medical exemptions and the only people i know that have that are like seven day adventists maybe mormons i don't really know but like for sure seven day adventists have the thing about like j dubs like j dubs too okay so so there's a lot of churches who are giving up uh, religious exemptions that have no weight in court. You know, like they had, they, they like wouldn't support, that wouldn't like land if it was taken to court. But I don't know, man, like this, this feels weird. It, it feels, it, it doesn't even feel like an amendment. It feels like it's just like a, a statement that they want to say that this is what they believe, which is fine. I, I just think it's just weird that like they're putting in their amendment. And yeah, that's a funny observation. We don't, we don't, we're not going to acknowledge any governing authorities except for the, Except for the rights the government has given us. <laughs> it's just a funny conclusion. Well, funny and conclusion. They, they're probably, I mean, and I have this view too. The government doesn't give us rights. The government protects the rights that we have. Yeah. Um, and that is what the Constitution is for. And so I get that, but it's just the irony of being like, we refuse to recognize anybody that in the doesn't same recognize. Yeah, <laughs> in, in the, the same, same sentence. And yeah. it's like, you know, it's just there's so much contra- That That's why you don't do this in your Constitution and bylaws. Because now there's in writing and the government could sue you or say, you know, you there could be a loophole in here. I'm not even seeing that if the government wanted to come after you, that they now have something in writing to come after you with. So, I mean, I would say do this more at the polity level, not at the Constitution bylaw level. Uh, Make it your policy or Or, or even like a membership. Or a value. Like, this could be, like, yeah. a church value. Of, like, it can be in, like, are... a mission vision document, but to put it in your constitution. Now, I think we probably fundamentally disagree with this pastor that this is necessary to be in constitution and bylaws, because he obviously thinks that it is. So, and, I mean, it's 
and he's and, get, it's his church that he's responsible for and you know if that's what you want to do do it i just my critique is i think it's too much for constitutional level of ecclesiology we we've talked about this before and like i've, I've shared that like i've actually shifted my position on the idea of online church a bit but like i i don't disagree with the fact that like uh, I think the church should be gathering together. I think these kind of amendments will actually, I I, I bet five, ten years from now, as they're they're going to navigate some new thing in their church, this bylaw might bite them badly. You know what I'm saying? Like it might, it might harm them. There, there might be another reason why they need to do something. And now that they have this, they're going to have to contradict their own amendments and stuff like that. It's too, it's too yeah. specific. Hope it's there's never specific. a building project or a, uh, you know, roof repair. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, you need to get a Sorry, permit. Guys. Yeah, what it's do you, in I our mean, constitution, we have to gather. We don't have a choice. The, yeah, that the church the next means, time a hurricane is ready to hit. Sorry, everybody, you got to be here. Yeah, the church or a means, bad or a bad winter storm. Yeah, here. yeah, that's true. You, I, I was thinking we do Florida, get hurricanes, you, but yeah, no, not as much as bad you, but win- we. It's possible. Icy roads. Sorry. Yeah. Gotta yeah. Be yeah. Here, hey, everybody. Do you know what? Right, That'd be just, interesting. What happens if somebody? Uh, you know, veers off the road, off off an icy road, and uh, then goes after the church. And like, hey, as a member of this church, I had to be there in person. Well, and I wonder how does this make the elderly shut-ins feel? Feel like how do they like, perceive themselves? They are for as a, sure, second-class citizens now. They just said if there is no gathering together, there is no church. Now we're blessed to be able to share our services with elderly shut-ins. So they just read that and went, "Oh, I'm not part of the church." So I agree that I don't think that a live stream or recorded service is a biblical replacement for the command to assemble together. I don't. But I also think that you're being too narrow and too strong about it because yeah, I, to me, it's it's the heart behind this. Like, yeah. I'm not upset that they want to gather. And no matter what, I, I love that. that they're, I'm, I'm sure they're excited to gather. But it's like this posture of we we know what's right here and we've got this figured out and we're going to put it in our Constitution. It's- the highest the highest document that it, we it's have. It's also the we're right and everybody else is then wrong by default. Yeah, it's the flex that bothers me. Uh, also, and honestly, it's really funny I, that their live stream and online giving are the first two links it, it, on their the website. <laughs> it's, hey, the internet doesn't count. Unless you want to give us money that way, then we're totally cool with it. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I, you know, I just struggle with the, like, Honestly, the fact that your church voted unanimously on this is kind of not a good sign to me. If I brought this to my church, it would be not unanimous at all because I have different viewpoints represented in my congregation, which I think is a good thing. Also, they voted Sunday night, which means they have Sunday night service, which means that the people that voted were only the people that showed up on Sunday night. And if you're from Indie Fundy World like I am— there's a special kind of people that show up on the voting Sunday night services. Remember how yep. fun it was to grow up in the home of Indie Fundies? Oh, that was wonderful. Another topic, guys. Another topic. We, I was Indie Fundy adjacent, but not Indie Fundy. <laughs> adjacent. Yeah. Adjacent. Like, I know all, all right, the hand motions the to Lord I Lift Your Name on High, but No, that's, that's not it. Indie Fundy. No. Oh, Guitars okay. are sinful. Yep. Listen, my mm, father you know was right. the administrator at Bob Jones Academy's middle school. Wow. That's Indie Fundy. Wow. I hope I'm not about yeah. to get roasted like the guy last time we talked. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's uh, go on to the next subject we have here. Someone in our Facebook group asked us Speaking literally. Speaking of ecclesiology. Yeah. Okay. I mean, maybe maybe in your new members class you can add this conversation about <laughs> if you want to be a member, you got to show up in person. 
Um, uh, someone in our Facebook group correctly did this. They posted anonymously because it got my attention. It was uh, uh, Jesse who wrote this. He says, "What are you, for new members class, what are you doing? Wait a minute. You- did he mean to post anonymously and just called him out? No, no, no. He, he wrote in the comments. He said, "I posted oh, anonymously okay, okay. to draw attention to the post. My name is." Got Jesse. it. So we're so using the anonymous it, poster as a filter now. Yes, That's correct. Essentially, <laughs> it gets it gets me to see it better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. <laughs> what are you doing? What do you like? What do you want to change in terms of your new members class? He says, "I'm finding our new members class to be dry and boring. The people that are coming are longtime guests." By the time they attend, and so all the identity and theology topics that we plan on to discuss here have already been sufficiently answered for them. I'm bored. They're bored. How do you make it a high-value moment? That's a great question. And, that's you know, for a lot of churches, these member classes are, like, longtime members who have already bought in. Perhaps maybe even the reason why they've been longtime members is because maybe you don't have your new members class uh, enough. Maybe you're only do, you're doing it too infrequently, and that's right. why they missed one or two. So that's one thing you want to evaluate too is how often are you have these new members class, and and, and kind of maybe shift your focus. If you're doing it like once a year because you want to have a big group, I would actually shift it and maybe do it three or four times a year. And even if the group is small, you're constantly onboarding new members who are buying into yeah. not just the church's theology and stuff like that, but we use new members class as a formation tool to get them to be a part of the overall not just the body of the church but to get a part of the um spiritual practices that we want to encourage like being in a small group serving giving regularly all that kind of stuff but anyways that's one thing i've been thinking of just off the top of my head reading this uh tim me and jeff are members of your church yeah um because you did attend the new members class i don't (laughs) attend every sunday and i'm definitely not giving but i'm a member but are you are you attending online that's no, uh, not even that. Never no. mind. That doesn't count. That, that, that it counts. Does not count. Frank, you it actually hit around the like... head at first because typically, if you're seeing a lot of longtime attenders at your new members class, it's because you haven't had enough new members classes. So when we first started doing these regularly, I will say our first three classes were people who have been attending Lakeview for years. But we switched to a quarterly format. So you know, sometimes we don't have one in the summer, but typically we do. So it's about four a year, and what we've seen is now it's no longer people who've been coming six years. It's people who've been coming four to six months, which is kind of the goal. They're they're still in that stage of, yeah, I want to know more about the church. I feel like I've gotten to know the people. I want to hear the history. So we we have a couple of segments in our new members class. We we open with something fun typically, and that's that's like where the youth pastor and me could have a little bit of fun with the adults. We'll play a game from DYM. Then we'll we'll talk about the why behind church membership. Why does church membership matter? What does the Bible actually say about membership? Is there even a biblical command of church membership? And then we talk the benefits of church membership. We talk expectations of covenant church members. We go through church history, specifically Lakeview church history, like how we got to this place. And then we have a Q&A. You'd be surprised, like the conversations that we have in that room usually turn out pretty well, like something that, okay, yeah, I learned a lot. And it's an overwhelming response of I'm glad we came, even if they don't end up joining the church that night. Usually because of the history that we go through, the theology that we go through, people are still glad they came because they got to know more about the church. And what's been key for us is the immediate onboarding. So I have my small group coordinator there. 
I have my first impressions coordinator there. So those are our two easy on-ramps into ministry at Lakeview. So if they do want to take the next step to join Lakeview Church, they can talk to our small group coordinator or our first impressions coordinator about serving or jumping into a small group. And the follow-up, and I'll, I'm going to put all this in, um, it's all in my Dropbox. So I'll drop a link, Jesse, right into your uh, discussion post there. We can even put a link in the show notes too. We do a follow-up after membership class where we take all the people who said, yeah, we want to we become a new member. And our elders go through the list and we call each and every one of them and basically do a little interview with them. How, to, how did you come to Lakeview? How did you come to know Christ? Any questions you have for us as a church? And what was really cool about last week's membership class was, like you said, Frank, this one was a lot smaller. So there was under 10 people. So instead, instead of just me standing up front saying, hey, here's our elders, and our elders typically give a little spiel about how long they've been coming to Lakeview and, and what they do at Lakeview, I actually had all of our people in the class, the potential new members, share what brought them to Lakeview Church. And it was so cool hearing the stories of how they got to Lakeview into that moment. So there's ways to make it interactive and not just, hey, here's one guy talking for, for 40 minutes. I would like to add one thing to that because Tim and I use the same thing because we share Dropboxes. And it's literally the same PowerPoint that we go through, yep. just different logos on the slides. Um, food. Feed them. We do have food. Feed people. Yeah, whether it's a snack always. or meal, depending on the time, it's either a good snack or it's a full-on meal. So we're, we're doing our next one on the 30th. And we don't do – we're a smaller church, so we do twice a year. So we do one in the spring, one in the fall. So we're doing ours on Saturday morning because the, like the last couple, um, we had several people that wanted to come. But because they had other engagements on Sunday nights, they couldn't. So we're doing this one on a Saturday morning. And uh, we have a men's breakfast that meets every Saturday morning. And so the men's breakfast is sticking around and making breakfast for everybody. So nice feeding people is always a good way to make a, I don't want to say boring, but a, a, no. f- a formal um, thing feel more personal. Yep, I agree. And communicating the why, like why why would someone want to be a member? Why not just keep coming every Sunday like I always do? Like making sure they understand this is why. And once they get that vibe of, I get out of the stands and on the team, which is really why we become members of the church. Like that, that tends to build excitement for the membership class. So there are ways to make it not so dull and boring. Yeah. I was going to say, Jesse, just don't be boring. And I think that'll help. Just <laughs> that, that does help. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, man. Uh, I haven't done too many members classes cause I technically don't have members right now, but uh, as of September 24th, that's about to change. So, um, we have reaccreditation Sunday coming up. So, but what we have done, which is essentially the same content that I will do at membership classes, and I'll probably call it the same thing, so people won't really notice. Um, but I have done pizza with the pastor, so we just order some pizza right after our Sunday morning service, and um, basically I do the same thing: talk about the history of the church, talk about the biblical reasons for membership, talk about the benefits of membership, all the same stuff you guys said. And um, I think when I've done it. Both times it's been like six or eight people, um, and that's actually a pretty good number unless you're a much bigger church. But for my size church, you know, up to ten people would be about as many as I'd want to do because uh, it does allow me to have some Q and A time with them and to interact over some things. So it's interesting, though, man. Membership is a weird one. People, it's like I'm running into this issue where people assume that they are members and their bar for membership is basically almost nothing and they get a little bit offended when they get the impression that they're not actually a member 
Um, so I had like a sheet out in the in our church lobby because of our reaccreditation coming up, and I said, hey, I just need to make sure that everyone who was a member here before we went into this redevelopment status, if you think you're a member or you want to be a member, go out to the list of names and you know check it off. If you're not on that list and you think you're a member or want to be a member, write your name down. And I had somebody who said, like, hey, why is my name not on this list? And they've been coming for, I mean, a couple months at most, and very, I'd say about half time, so pretty sporadically. So it's just interesting that that a person in that status would think, "Hey, why am I not on this members list?" It just shows you, you know, kind of how people don't have an understanding of what church membership even means, or even like just civic membership. People don't are not members of things as much as they had been in the past, so they don't understand that like showing up once in a while doesn't mean that you're like a full on member. That there's different different tiers to that. So. Yeah, basically the same stuff as you guys said, except I do it with pizza. Uh, let me give some quick, uh, fat, fire, fast fired, um, just ideas for for him to make it less boring. Um, uh, one, uh, instead of just going through the doctoral statement, like find key things that you know that your people might find confusing, and like teach on that. You know what I'm saying? Like actually, like explain why this is in our doctoral statement and why it's important for us to believe it. Like why is this orthodoxy good? Um, talk about defined membership, like, like, I, like what Jeff just said. A lot of people don't know, really understand what membership is, and I like, I like using a family illustration. I also like to say, you know, if you love this church, you're giving to this church, and you're serving this church. Why wouldn't you want to be a member? Um, you know, I, I think, I think there's enough uh, documentaries about churches that maybe membership feels a little culty and they want to have this like kind of like free, like if I ever want to bail, I want to bail and kind of elevating what church is and compare and saying like, this is not like your gym membership, like a gym membership. The moment you don't like it, you can bounce. We hope this is more meaningful than your gym. Right. Um, or, or even something stupid like your rewards perks for your grocery store. Like we hope that this is more than just that kind of thing. Um, explain what expectations for members are. Like, you know, Jeff said, like, you know, he had, they had a person that thinks they remember. They've been for a couple months or half time, but there's like no um, accountability or responsibility in that. And so we talk about like how if you're a member, we are expecting you to make church a priority, to come consistently, to be a part of serving, to be a part of a small group, to give. Like explaining what those are and explain why that's important, uh, I think would be would be helpful. Um, you know. I don't think you have to go through your bylaws. I don't think that's the thing that you have to do at a church membership thing. But I do think that, like... Unless your bylaws uh, say that you have to meet in person. <laughs> then that's you your constitution, that. Andrew. Uh, you're, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, I, I do think that membership could be a, a small opportunity to um, have... Um, different ministry teams represented. And so talk about the student ministry with the student pastor. Talk about the kids ministry with our kids person and, and go through that. One thing that we want to do in our church, this is only, this is very niche and specific. Um, so... Our church database is Planning Center, and a, a feature it has in there is you can have your photo in there. The problem is no one really does that by themselves. No one updates their photo. So one thing I think we're going to do is if you become a member, we're going <coughs> to encourage you. <coughs> I don't know what just happened. We're going to encourage you to download the Church Center app, take a photo, update your profile, mm. and then also make sure all your information is good in there. Like put your birthday, put your anniversary, not because we want to just – Hoard your information to sell it, but because we want to know to celebrate your birthday and anniversary and all that kind of stuff. We're going to sell it to Pray.com. Get it in there. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) Pray.com. 
So, um, so yeah, I, I mean, I think there's ways to do it. I think the, the, the big one, get food. That's an easy, low-hanging fruit on a way to make it a bit more interesting. And it gets people to sign up. So, anyways. And, Andrew, I have a question. Do you make but, cinnamon but the rolls fu- for special members the, only? The food that you get should not be low-hanging fruit, though. You want yeah. something unhealthy. Um, you know, I think we'll probably make cinnamon rolls for this one because it's a breakfast. But if it's a, an evening nice. one, then we – and we don't go, like, franchise pizza place. We go artisan, fancy oh, yeah, pizza, downtown, Safety Harbor Pizza. We go big. The one across the street? No, that place closed. Greg oh. is gone. Greg's gone. Oh, There's sad. a florist moving in. Oh, I was going to say you should oh, buy that. Boring. The youth house. Boring. Now you just get hey, discounts for funerals. Quick idea. <laughs> Um, that I heard, I don't remember if it was one of you or somebody else, but uh, I heard this idea where you involve like longtime members in your new members class, uh, and they share either their testimony or they teach part of it, uh, or obviously elders. So it's just a way for it to not all fall on you, and also equip other people to lead and have other people, you know, bearing part of the load, and then. You know, eventually you might get to the point where you can have a certain elder actually run the whole class by themselves, uh, which is pretty cool. So that that's just another idea. I haven't done that, but I thought it was a great sounding idea when I heard it. Yeah, that is a really good idea. I think also it should be part of your assimilation process, not the only part. So something that Lakeview Church is doing for 2024 that we're kind of revamping is it, it, it's going to be intentional with membership and it, it'll come on the third month. So it'll be in January, we'll have a meet and greet. In February, we'll have a newcomer's luncheon, and then in March, we'll have a membership. So the idea is you came to meet and greet, you came to the luncheon to have some of your questions answered, and now you're here at membership. I'm stealing that idea. Please do. I didn't come up with it. Our assimilation team did, so I'm going to rock with it. We'll see how it goes. I'm not sending you money to cover any of their uh, salaries, but thanks. (laughs) You're good. (laughs) Well, uh, if this is helpful, please join our Facebook group. That's how we find these posts. Get Post anonymously, or the odds of it coming on the show increase tremendously. Skyrocket. Um, but, but also, uh, this post is in there right now. So if you have ideas of making a uh, membership class not boring, go to that post right now in the Facebook group. Make membership and, uh, great again, guys. And make membership great again. All right. We'll see you next week. I'm Frank Gill. I'm Jeff Simpson. I'm Andrew Larson. And I'm Timothy Miller. This is Practice Pastoring. See you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening. Get connected to other pastors by joining the Practically Pastoring Facebook group, where we get to share ideas and make each other better. Guys, Tim has a great new idea for a uh, show on the network. Well, no, I was just I was just thinking because you know we're all wearing the same shirts. You know, the next one could be like.